Hey love, thanks for tuning in today. Are you or someone you care about stuck in the struggles of divorce, feeling heartbroken, lonely, or simply lost in life? Well, have no fear, the Joyride Experience is here. A 16-week women's growth group to heal heartbreak and reclaim joy after divorce. Join this tight-knit community because you deserve to be seen, heard, and healed with other women who just get it. Joyride is complete with an all-inclusive transformational toolbox, including both one-to-one and group coaching sessions, weekly growth modules, workbooks, and custom integration practices to implement in your daily life. I'm on a mission to empower women to become relentless about choosing and using joy to design the life they truly desire. I've saved a seat on the best life bus and it's time to snag a spot. Simply visit joyfullydivorce.com today to book a free joy ride session and make sure it's a fit for you. We're enrolling now for the August through December 2022 session. All right, it's time to start this joy jam. Join me now. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B. And on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. This is Heartbreak Happy Hour. If you haven't yet grabbed your cup of joy juice, I've got mine right here. It's not coffee, it's water. But if you've got something stronger, that's all good. It's all good. It's five o'clock somewhere and it's five o'clock for some of you. So get cozy. We're going to get everybody in here to Heartbreak Happy Hour. It is the new summer series for me and will be replayed on Cup of Joy, the podcast the following week when we go live. So maybe where you're from in as you're joining. Our intentions for today are really, Heartbreak Happy Hour came to me because um, I have dealt with many heartbreaks and heartaches as that is a part of being human and as I'm sure many of you are feeling uh, at times throughout your life. And maybe not today, um, but at some point you have or you will and or a little combination of both. And so I thought this would be a really great way for me to invite in co-host with me, people that I like, people that I love, people that I trust, who also live and thrive in the healing world to come in and share a little bit um, of themselves with you and some of the healing hacks that we have experienced throughout our own lives, throughout our own journeys. And so the live portion is really to allow any of you to jump on, have a place to come on a weekly basis for the next eight weeks. I know when I was feeling really down and out, I didn't really know where to go, but I wanted to kind of talk to somebody and I didn't want to drink alone, if you know what I mean. And so, um, I also wanted to be able to provide a space where it was very solution based. So instead of just like drinking my worries away, it would have been nice to go somewhere, ask some questions and take that at those suggestions for what they were worth and what they meant for me to move forward into a space of healing. So the whole goal is to shift some of that heartache and heartbreak into a whole lot of healing. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And I am just waiting for our first guest to jump on. I haven't done a live in a long time, so it's really good to be back in this space. Um, so cheers, everybody. Cheers for joining tonight. It is feeling nice and toasty here in Ohio. I'm an Ohio girl. And so I moved from California to Ohio just a couple years ago, and I'm getting used to the climate shift, which is half of the year cold and some of the year warmer. <laughs> and right now we are really, really warm. So I see that Raya has jumped on. She's gonna be joining us today for our chat and I'm gonna let her in. I'm gonna let her in to our hangout space. There she is. Hey, lady. Is it me? I see you. I see you. Welcome Hi. to Heartbreak Happy Hour. 
Oh, thank you very much. It's good to be here. <laughs> you guys, I love Raya so much. I'm going to let her actually, you introduce yourself. I haven't done okay. like any introductions other than kind of put some intentions out there for today. But um, I'm going to let you say a little bit, give us a little taste of who you are and why you're here today. And then we'll kind of go okay. from there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Raya and um, uh, I'm a professional life coach and an artist and a facilitator and a consultant and um, oh look Ruth is here hi Ruth hi Ruth um, yeah you guys and where you're from in the comments so Ryan and I can get more connected to you as we go along and your first name too because sometimes it's it's hard to know people's first names because the Instagram tags are not names totally okay. so um what was I saying? Yes. So I do, I do cool. I do work with, I work with people and my, what I specifically do is coaching. Um, and I have a lot of fun doing that and I'm excited to talk about heartbreak today because <laughs> I yeah. fair share of heartbreak. Let me tell you. Yes. Yeah. And that's a great kind of transition into the intentions today. You guys are not necessarily to coach you um, sometimes in this space of heartache and heartbreak. And, and we'll do our best if we feel called to use some of our tools and techniques and those types of things. But sometimes it takes a deeper dive to go in and do some of the heartache and heartbreak work. So based on some of these things, we might make suggestions like connect with somebody to do some of that deeper work. But really the intention today is we are humans. And although we're both in the coaching space, we've dealt with a crap ton of heartache and heartbreak ourselves. We have our own stories and situations, be it heartbreak through friendships, or maybe through jobs, or maybe through divorce, or maybe through, you know, whatever, your, the loss of your pet. I don't know what it is, but your heart's been broken at some point, right? Yes. And what I want to do here is there's a lot of questions that have been flooding in over the past week as it pertains to a lot of relationship stuff. And I think that's because of the niche that I've planted over the past couple of months, really working with more people in the space of divorce and separation and things like that. But we want you to know if you're here right now, whatever your heart is hurting from, we would love to share our personal take on it and just know some of it is personal take. So if it doesn't hit in your core, the way that you need it to, that's okay. Remember, we're human and that's our experience. But our goal is also that in sharing our experience that maybe you'll find a bit of yourself in that and maybe so you'll be able to find some of your own healing in that. You have anything to add to that, Raya? Mm. Not right now, not right now, yeah. but if something comes up, I'll say it when it comes up. Awesome, mm. awesome. I want to share with Raya because, and all of you, because I haven't ever shared this, is when I was going through the biggest heartbreak so far in my life, which was divorce, I got to be honest, every single night for the first, I don't even know how long, Raya, like maybe like eight months or something, I would come home after a day's work, doing the nine to five grind. I would order a medium pizza with bacon and green olives on it. I know, I know, don't judge me, guys. And I would grab the next bottle of wine from my wine cabinet, and I would just sit there and eat and drink. And that's what I would do every night, every night. I had no, no sense of like, oh, there might be healing available. Or I was just like, how can I numb out so I don't have to feel any of this? So if you grabbed... I've got my glass of water because I want to find lots of clarity in this moment tonight. But no judgment. If you have your glass of wine, at least you're here and you're not doing what I was doing, which was just sitting alone and numbing myself out. So whatever's in your joy juice tonight, um, I create <laughs> so that people have a space to go to and not just sit in it alone all day long. I love joy juice. That's awesome. <laughs> it can be anything, right? It can be, it can be water. Maybe your joy juice is water. My joy juice. My joy juice is a fucking 
big, huge jug of water. <laughs> Dang, girl, get that hydration in. I love, I live on this stuff. I need water everywhere I go. Water is the <laughs> water is the life force. Well, we have collected a bunch of questions. So if you guys are just joining for the first time, you can email joyfullydivorced at gmail.com. You can DM me or the co-host. Rye is the co-host today and maybe again in the future. Um, and you can, you can DM us. You can send questions or you can just come on live and drop it in the comments below. All right. So we will yeah. prioritize you as much as possible and try to bring this uh, sense of healing to this space. So without further ado, if you guys are watching, drop your cues below. We'll answer whatever, whenever, however. Um, we're just freestyling it. We haven't practiced. We haven't rehearsed. We're going to speak from our hearts. Um, yeah. And I'm going to pull a question out the hat. Okay. Let's do it. Yay. Let's all right, so I'm not going to use names. I know a lot of times on shows like this, they're like, you know, Stacy from Oregon. I'm not going to do that just for a little bit more privacy and for everybody to know um, that there's a lot of safety in this container. So um, one of the questions that we got was, I feel shame, maybe guilt, because I know I wasn't the wife I needed to be throughout my marriage. I didn't know it at the time. But still looking back, I cringe at some of the ways I treated my ex. I just can't stop thinking about how I was better, how if, if I was better, I can't stop thinking if I was just better in our marriage, then none of this would have happened. So oh. we're dealing with like a lot of shame, a lot of guilt and a lot of that like that loop that you just can't stop. I've been there. I, I'm sure you have. Maybe you have. Not sure you have. Maybe you have. Um, that's just like, man, I should have just done better. And then I wouldn't be feeling this pain. Do you have anything to speak to that, Raya? Mm, well, first of all, my heart just broke as you were sharing that. Yeah. Jeez. I can't even, I, I've never, I haven't experienced that myself. But I can imagine and I know what shame and guilt feel like. And I know what regret feels like. And I know what it feels like to wonder if things could have turned out differently, if you would have been different. You know? Um, <sighs> the thing is, is that in any, any situation, we're always doing the best that we can. And... Honestly, my invitation to this person is to forgive herself. Yes. You know, and, and I'm not, I, I, uh, whenever I talk about forgiveness, I slow down a little bit because there's a lot of like weird stuff around forgiveness out there mm -hmm. and there's, there can be like an automatic reaction to that word. That's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're just like in it. Right. It's like, yes. so, like, no way. What? Yes. I know it can feel, it can feel a million miles away. It can feel like a foreign concept. Right. So that's why I want to slow down and like really shed a light on what forgiveness, forgiving yourself what that would actually mean for you mm. you know because forgiving yourself is not this like magic trick that happens in a second right right first you're going to contemplate it for a while you know you're going to think about what i just said you're just going to like think about it for a while you're going to put it in the back corner of your mind be like meh she said what she said meh you know <laughs> But there comes a point where you can't keep walking around with the shame and the guilt and the, and the regret. It's too heavy. It's, too, it's heavy. too heavy. And it's going to pull you down. And if you don't forgive yourself, you will spiral. And you will mm. hit rock bottom. <laughs> That's so true. That, that shame, which is really like... I am bad. Like that's yeah. really what I thought, right? Like 
the guilt is like what I did was bad, but the yeah. shame, like I'm a bad person. Yeah, and that is not true. Not true. It's not true. Nope. You are nope. good. You yeah. are good. You did bad things, but you are a good person. Yeah. I believe in that. I firmly believe in that. In in just acknowledging and seeing goodness in other people. Right? But not only that, but you need to be able to see the good in yourself. Yeah. That you were you were probably I don't know I don't know the whole situation that was going on with her ex, right? But there right. was probably toxic stuff coming at her too. Exactly. Exactly. That personal responsibility of like we're in this we really are in relationship together. That's what relationship yes. is, no matter what it is. Right. And I heard one time two, um, two to tango, you know? Two to tango, two to tango, yeah. And the sooner I think that we can assume some of the responsibility without blaming ourselves, I think the other part of forgiveness that the part of me that helps me forgive myself, mm -hmm. myself is two things, compassion and empathy. Like mm -hmm. if I can just like lean into compassion for myself, especially our younger selves. Like we're, the, we're grown ups living in these adult bodies. But if I can remember that like a lot of shit happened when I was younger that probably still makes me behave the way that I did when I was in that relationship. And I didn't know better. I was just kind well, of- Well, that's It's like a lot of toxic relationships. You're just playing out old childhood dynamics. Right. And you don't know that you are until- You don't. You're until, forced to until do you're it different. Different. And your therapist is like, so, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard quite a few clients of mine talk about like feeling like they are toxic or they were toxic in the relationship. Right. And it's so important to invite in that compassion and forgiveness to yourself because you are not toxic. Maybe no. your behaviors, again, go back to behaviors, right? Patterns, cycles, yeah. wounds that came from decades before trauma. you were in that position. Yeah, trauma, wounding. But you're not, a, you're not toxic now. Mm -mm. You're mm -mm. with old behaviors. So you get to forgive, like, all those versions of you that just didn't know. Exactly. Didn't know exactly yeah um yeah you know i'll tell a little quick story about compassion because it was difficult for me to choose compassion for myself for a long time mm -hmm. because i was so used to judging myself right mm. like that was my my go-to thought pattern was like this is your fault you're a fuck up boom 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 beat 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 yourself up right um and i remember starting to learn about compassion and really contemplating this idea that I was, I've always been doing the best that I can with the circumstances and the cards that I hold, you know, mm. and I ended up getting this little tiny pink quartz crystal. Um, it was like this big and it, and it was perfect for like holding in my hand like, like this. And then I would rub it. Yes. And I had it in my pocket. I, for weeks, weeks, I just held it onto it. I remember putting it in my bra. I remember like sleeping next to it. Like I just had it. I was holding onto that thing for dear life for weeks because it represented compassion and self-love. And every time I would catch myself judging myself, I would take that crystal and hold on tight and rub it. And then I would say to myself, you're doing the best you can it's okay. You're doing the best you can. You know, um, I actually ended up losing that damn thing. I was so sad when I couldn't find it. <laughs> Maybe it was a sign that you had really cultivated so much self-compassion that like, 
the universe knew that that you know what i'm gonna choose to believe in this moment is that the universe delivered that to someone else who needed it more than you did i hope so that would be I, so cool like i hope it's not just chilling in the bottom of a gutter somewhere you know like i hope it's being loved <laughs> If it is, it's like helping the turtles and whatever else lives down there, like cultivate more happiness. Yeah, because that 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 rock meant a lot to me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love? Thank you for sharing that. Like it's these yeah. these little moments that like I learn things for myself, and I know that other people listening are learning that. Sometimes we can attach those beautiful practices to our life, and we can use that anywhere. I do that in um kind of like I use things as symbols so like when I moved far away from my family which I'm who I'm really close to my mom's one of my like biggest supporters closest friends and I was really far detached from her but the flower that she always loved so much were these birds of paradise have you seen those I feel like you have a lot of them these birds of paradise and you see them everywhere in California. And so the moments where I would just like walk around, especially right after I got divorced, I felt so lonely and so lost and so alone. And like family felt so far away and they tried to get me to move home. But I like, I had this strong knowing that I needed to stay there and find myself on my own. Yeah. It was time, like everyone in my life was fighting for me to just make the choice to move home, to be safer, to be held, to be loved. And I, it, it was like an act from the universe of just like this internal strength of like, this is your time to feel so alone so that you know that you aren't. Does that make sense? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I would have had so a, a big, huge package of codependency that I yeah. felt like I needed, but in fact, I didn't need it. I needed to find it deep within my soul. Like the soul searching that you can do when you feel lost and lonely. Guys, like tune into this That's right where here. You find yourself. This is That's it. You yourself. This is this is the biggest opportunity. I truly, truly believe this, Raya, that like heartbreak is the biggest opportunity to to truly find yourself a hundred percent a thousand bazillion percent i agree with that statement for the first time i had to fully rely on my my whole self yeah my whole self like parts of yeah. me that i didn't know i had i didn't oh, even know you know that. definitely you know before i went through my divorce there was an illusion i know it's an illusion now but back then i thought it was real Right. But there was an illusion of support, an illusion of love for me, an illusion of care. Right. But I was also miserable. So there's that. Right. And I didn't I, 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 I wasn't fully connected to my full self. I wasn't living my full life, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, I had to go through a tremendous amount of heartbreak to get to the other side of that. But like now I know that I've got my back. Yes. There's no, there's no illusions. There's no smoke and mirrors, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's me and reality. And I've been able to see that I'm a strong person, right? Like I'm resilient. Yes. I can stand up. Like, and that's a gift. That's a huge gift, you know? And to, and to also, like, I think a lot of times when people think of like resiliency or strength, they just think of like, oh, I got this. I don't need anybody no, else. Not like that. Not it's, that kind of right. <laughs> right, right. It's it's a different kind though. It's because I used to. I'm saying that because that used to be me. That used to be me. Like in the very beginning of feeling mm -hmm. heartbroken, I was like, yeah, I was buying all these signs, Raya, that were like strong, fierce, mighty, little <laughs> mud machine. You know, just <laughs> armor. That's like, that's like denial strength. <laughs> Total denial strength, right? Like the stages of. Grief are real and they're not linear at all you can feel them all in five minutes and yes. it's wild it's a wild ride but yeah it was total total like denial just like i got this and i didn't got this but i was figuring out how to get it yeah. when i stopped 
pretending that I was that strong. The strongest thing that I did was start crying at social outings. I'm going to yeah. share because I think it's really important. And this goes for everybody. No matter if you're going through heartache or heartbreak or not, being able to experience a range of emotions in real time is sacred. That will truly show you who the real people in your life are. When yes. you, because I avoided social situations like the plague. I was, I literally just isolated for months, which is why pizza and wine became my best friends, right? Because like the, the pizza guy knew me better than anybody knew me at all. For real. Like they, I can't knew even imagine that version of you, Heidi. What's that? I can't even imagine a version of you that's like the only one who knows you as a pizza guy. Like that's so weird. <laughs> I, I, I wish like the, I only have one regret and I use that word lightly, right? Cause I don't actually regret this, but my one regret is that I didn't like videotape my whole life in all of my pain. Why? Because oh. people don't believe that I have been through the kind of pain that they are experiencing. Yeah. You know? Yes. And that shit's real. I, I can tell a million stories about it, but unless you, which you, no one saw it because I just isolated until I was ready to come out of hibernation. And then I was like, I am not sad. I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm party Heidi. And then I was just crazy party Heidi. Like there's all these dimensions of what we call protectors. Ooh, party, Heidi. <laughs> party Heidi just was like blackout, meet all the people, oh do things. Crazy Bill Heidi. It was like, <laughs> I had to go through so there's this, there's this awesome TikTok that's like, hey, like, I'm Ho Heidi. Like, hey, I'm Coach Heidi. Like, you go get them. Hey, I'm, I'll, I'll do one on it. But, but it's out there. I'll post it for you guys later. But um, it's kind of funny. Like, I'm Ho phase. I'm drunk phase. I'm this, I swear, I just like went through all the phases in like two months. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I was what my voice was, what was safe, what was possible. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have anybody. Yeah. I just was me in Lonerville, like trying to drink and eat my way out of it. But it shifted when I did start doing the healing and a lot of the practices and did get help. And, yeah. and, things. and I remember when I went to my first thing and I was like, somebody asked me, the dreaded question. I don't know how you feel about this question, but it gets me a little triggered. So let's talk about it. How are you? <laughs> yeah. And you just silence and you're like, you really want to know? <laughs> Especially when you've gone through a life changing traumatic event and somebody, everybody knows it. Right. And everybody yeah. knows it. And they're like, so how are you? You're like, what? You're what? like, off. <laughs> And so I remember one of my mentors saying like, well, if that hurts, if that triggers you so much, why don't you just be honest? It triggers you because you're not being honest mm. or because you feel like you have to say something that they want you to say. That's true. That's, I, I agree with that actually, because right? at this point now, when people say, how are you? I just tell them exactly how I am. It's so liberating, right? It's, it's nice. Like when I'm just able to say, I'm not good and just leave it like that i'm not good i'm not good i'm sad and you know what i'm really angry today and you guys you don't owe people an explanation of why even if they ask why well why is that why are you sad why are you mad you know what i don't really want to go into it but i just needed you to know that that's how i feel right now yeah and it's i don't want to go into it but the thing is like also you know when you're authentic in your answer to that question uh you get to see people's true colors Mm. because when you can reply and just say the truth, I'm not good today. Yeah. And so, oh, and they turn their back and keep going on with their lives. You know, who, you know exactly who that person is in that moment. They don't give a shit about people. Yeah. Right. I think it's hard sometimes to accept seeing the reality, the realness of someone mm -hmm. that you wanted to not see that's really heartbreaking isn't it when yes. you, 
have friends or coworkers or family members, anybody that you've really given that exchange to, and you feel like it's, you've been in connection to their heart or their soul, or just like connected their energy. And then all of a sudden they have the walk away moment and you go, I know. I didn't know that's who that was. Yeah, I didn't know you were capable of that. You know? Yeah. Because that's the thing is like, it's really interesting to me that, like, I've always seen myself and I've always been the kind of person who can't, who will not break somebody's heart. Like, I'll yeah. go to extra lengths to not hurt somebody's heart. You know, people are like, you want to hurt a fly? And I'm like, I don't know why, but like, I just, I just can't do it. If I know that I'm going to do something that's going to hurt somebody, I just can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. Okay. That's just me. But the thing is, so, so it can be hard if there's anybody watching this that's like me, where it's like you, you just can't seem to comprehend how somebody would break your heart or walk away or turn their back on you or cheat on you or betray you, right? Um, we in the same boat. Like, <laughs> we're in the same boat because I, it's, it's really, really difficult to comprehend. But then we all, we come back to that topic we were just talking about, compassion. Like, for those hurt, for those people to have hurt you, they're they're dealing with their own hurt. Mm. You know, something going on inside their systems to have made them look away from you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the way that I cope with that. Is I just come back to compassion. They're doing the best they can with the cards that they hold. There's something in their closet that I don't see. Yeah. You know? Which doesn't mean that they have to stick around either, right? Like when we have these moments of that, that, those aha moments of all the things you mentioned cheating, which there is a question on cheating in here. Um, mm. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, do you mind if we pop into that question? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, it says, I'm stuck in what feels like a never ending loop. As much as I try to distract myself, all I can think about is how my ex cheated on me. I thought we had a great relationship and I don't understand why this has happened to me. How do I get the loop of you aren't good enough for him so he cheated on you out of oh. my mind? Oh boy, oh, right? That's, that's some, that's some, mm. I know, right? Like I said earlier, some of this stuff <laughs> I highly encourage you to dive into a session. Ryan and I both offer sessions, like wherever you feel the energy, like dive in because it can't, what normally we would do, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, because we probably coach differently because as we always do, is normally I would ask a thousand questions around this question with this question to go deeper. So we're, we're doing the best we can with these questions of like, That's I'm just me. stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's stuck in this never-ending loop of like, I'm not worthy enough. Um, so he cheated on me. Like, all I can think about is how he cheated on me. And now I can't move forward. Okay, loves. Quick 20-second timeout to talk about an amazing free resource for you or someone you know who's feeling sick and tired of crying on the bathroom floor drained from divorce. I get it. I stayed stuck in the struggle bus for far too long because I didn't know what to do next. It's time to get up off that bathroom floor and hit the reboot button to start moving forward. Simply share or visit joyfullydivorce.com today to download the free what now workbook. It's a blueprint that outlines the six simple steps to starting fresh. I've taken the guesswork out of what's next because we all deserve to design the life we truly desire. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Okay. First of all, being cheated on is one of the worst things in the world. Like, especially if everything was handy dandy, everything was going really well. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's there. Right? Like that is traumatizing as fuck. Sure. Okay. So let's just, let's just acknowledge that for a second and validate the level of trauma that happens to a person's mind and body when they're cheated on unexpectedly. Sure. It's shock to the system, especially if you were in a really comfortable relationship, maybe even living together and stuff. Like, I don't really know the whole circumstance, but if it was feeling secure and then all of a sudden you find out that there's been cheating 
Like that's a hard thing to process. Okay. Yeah. So I would be in a loop de loop too, if I were her. Sure. Do you sure. know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So there's that. There's that. I think it's just important to acknowledge and validate that. Um, now, as far as getting unstuck and out of the loop-de-loop, -loop, right? I'm sure we would say the same thing, you and I, <laughs> right? First of all, we need to sit down and take a deep breath. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whoever you are, I hope, I hope that person watches this and hears our response because whoever you are, I just want to invite you to just sit down and just breathe for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are good enough. Okay. What, what that person did to you was not your fault. It has nothing to do with you. You were perfect. You mm -hmm. were just, you were just doing you, you were just doing you and you're good. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. Okay. And um, it's just really important for you to sit down, take a breath and realize you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> what would you add to that, Heidi? You know, I think that like the never ending loop reminds me of something that I did a lot, which was ruminating on yeah. what I needed to have done, what I could have done to change the situation. Yeah. Oh, that's and, the, and yeah, that's really painful. And the reality is, is there may have done nothing. There was likely nothing you could do to change the situation. Even if mm. let's would have done X, Y, Z, I won't even name things cause your mind goes wild in that space, but X, Y, Z happens. And I did all these things. Maybe that person would have hung around for longer, or maybe they would have just continued cheating and you just didn't know about it longer. Right. Right. And what I would say is just what you said, which is, not only focusing on the worthiness wound, but getting out of the brain. Our brain just becomes what I call the mean girl, all right? It, it's, it's the mean girls, the, the mean- yeah, nasty. The mean, mean messages go on loop, just bullying, yeah. bully up there. And so when we can get into our bodies, slow the fuck down. Yeah. That's why I'm saying you got to sit down and take a breath for a second. Yeah. Okay. Because your body needs to calm down. The rumination is a symptom of feeling unsafe too, right? Because your, your nervous system is probably in a trauma response and you're in overdrive mm -hmm. and your brain is trying to figure out a way to escape the threats to escape the trauma, to escape the hurt, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not going to work. The only thing that's going to work is to actually sit down and calm yourself down through breath, through warm blankets around you, through some hot tea, right? Like you need to comfort yourself. Yeah. Comfort and safety are so key because you feel so unsafe yeah. and so isolated in a way of trust a lot of times like your trust has just been blasted apart yeah. oh my gosh just everything that i thought that i knew was safe and that i recognized as this space and person just blasted apart it's like somebody just took took the mask off that they were wearing for 15 years or however long you were in the relationship right it's like they went oh no here i am and they're like, like oh Actually, I'm a cheater. And yeah. You're like, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. an alien, like pulling off the thing going like, well, I didn't think that you'd love me as an alien. So I've just been this person for a while. Surprise. And you're like, you're like but, 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 but that person wasn't real. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. Get fun. Like we have to kind of add a little bit of sense of humor into this kind of stuff because it's like, 
I mean, listen, I, I experienced that too. I, a 10 year relationship. And I realized, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of like some things underneath the surface that I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, there's I feel like I had to just like laugh at myself instead of bully myself. A hundred percent. Just like poke no, at. No, if there's somebody you're going to be angry at, be angry at that person. Okay. Just be angry at them for a little while. Do not be angry at yourself. That is stupid. Yeah. Okay. You deserve yeah. to be loved right now. You need love. You need so much love. Yeah. Anytime you feel those, that loop coming in, like give yourself an emotional tickle. Or real tickle, whatever you need, right? Like that tickle, like you're. That's cute. I mean, that's. Cute. I love what you just said. That is so funny. Like give yourself an emotional tickle. Give yourself an emotional tickle because the reality is, it's like, well, that's cute, but that's not even real. Like, don't believe that. Don't believe that bullying belief. Why are you gonna believe that bullying belief? Tickle, tickle. That's silly you. That's silly you thinking those lies again. <laughs> let's not do that let's no. not do that <laughs> Ooh, i love this question and i would love to hear your take on it it says what are some healthy ways of coping with my grief i find myself gravitating towards food alcohol but i know that that's just to check out i want healthier ways but i have no clue where to begin that's a great question Okay, first place to begin is you cannot do it alone. Oof. I'm sorry, you can't. It, yeah. you, the reason you're reaching for food, alcohol, whatever the fuck it is, is because you're alone. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to find something to be with. Ooh, I you love that. You don't need something to be with. You need a being. You need an animal, a plant, or a person. Something that is alive that can co-regulate with you. Mm, so important. It's it's number one. Grief yeah. was never supposed to be processed alone ever. Mm, 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 we, mm, are, mm. we are supposed to be connected with each other. We're supposed to hold each other through grief. Yeah. That's that's how we're designed. That's human. Yeah. That's. Oh, we got some comment down here. What? Oh, somebody's talking to us. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Connection is the antidote to addiction. I remember that guy. What's his name? Simon something. I remember I that. that too. I just heard that too. That's a good one. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Like grief, like the biggest healer of grief is that, again, that empathy factor. That uh, empathy is actually our gateway to connection. Yes. You That's have got to let yourself be seen. Now, sometimes, I mean, depending on your circumstances and depending on the type of people you've been involved with, that can feel impossible, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. can feel impossible. And so there's this, there's this period of time where you actually have to do outreach and be stubborn about being received by somebody. Don't give up until somebody spends time with you. Yeah. Like, there, there, there can, maybe you're surrounded by narcissists. And mm -hmm. as you reach out for help, they all turn you down or they try to do something, tell you that you're not feeling anything real or whatever. Yeah. Right? Or maybe you're, I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances are. But if you're alone, you need to find somebody and you need to keep trying until you find somebody who helps you feel safe and heard and loved. So true. You know, I have a little, something to add to that, which is I couldn't agree more yeah. and I leave it at first. And, and, and I didn't believe it at first. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. have anybody to witness me in all my pain, but that is exactly what heals grief is having uh -huh. someone witness your pain heals grief that yes. is everything so i have a little tip and a trick that worked for me may not work for everybody right it may not work for everybody but before i could allow myself to be seen in my grief 
first I just needed to allow myself to be seen. And so what I would do is I lived in an apartment complex at the time and we had a shared patio and there's shared spaces, free spaces all over, all over. There's parks, there's, you know, there's a lot, there's libraries, there's different places, right? That we can go. But what I would do is I would go out to my shared patio and I would bring a book with the intention of just being in the energy of other people. And I just, I wouldn't say a word, but I would just be in existence with other people first. And something really cool happened. I mean, I started getting other people bringing books out and just asking if they could sit and read with me. I mean, I didn't invite people to sit and read with me, but it started happening. That's or good. I would go sit with the intention of like eating by myself and other people would come out and say, we want to come sit with us or, you know, just eating at the same time as other people. So allowing myself to, like you said earlier, safety is the key for the first platform of everything. So allowing myself to first be safe. Yes. Being seen with other people. Yes. And once I realize, oh, it's okay. There are people that you can feel safe with. And it wasn't every person that came out on the patio. You can read energies pretty quickly once you start making time for that exploration. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, maybe I will. And then I started asking the book readers, like questions, basic yeah. questions, different things. And that cultivated a relationship that ended up being one of, you know, some of the most nurturing experiences being seen in my grief. And then when they invited me to share my grief or I invited myself to see if they were willing to have me express my grief, it was just really a beautiful experience. Does that make sense? But like you baby steps baby steps right like if you don't want your grief to be seen right away then just let your face be seen let your presence be felt let you let yourself be a part of society you know yeah because um, it's not going anywhere grief isn't going anywhere unless uh, it is witnessed a hundred percent you need to be held through that shit you have to be with and so I actually wanted to say, Heidi, I did want to say that if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling a sense of safety and connection with myself or Heidi, you are welcome to reach out to us and start a conversation. Absolutely. Just say hello. That's all you got to do. Just DM me, say hi. I'll say hi back. I'm not too good for anybody. I'll yeah. say hi back to you. We can talk. I'll be your friend, you know, sometimes, sometimes, um, our way out is actually through digital community, through meeting people online, especially in what's going on with, with the world right now. Yeah. Some of the safe places are actually on the internet, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And can we just start using the social sphere as I call it? Can we start using the social sphere for healing, for goodness? For for yes. for you'd, be you'd be shocked at what can happen in a DM conversation with a stranger who yeah. actually cares about human beings. And I can tell, I can tell you right now, jo uh, Heidi has one of the biggest hearts I've ever known. Oh. You know, if you, if you DM her and you just say, hi, she's not going to ignore you. She's not going to turn her back on you. She's not going to use you. She's not going to try to get money from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you've learned a good place. Yeah. You're in a good place right now. Yeah. 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 I love that so much. So, so much. <laughs> so, so much. Yeah. Let's take one more. We'll see. We'll see okay. how many more we can get in. Um, okay. This one's interesting. It kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here. I love this question, but it says, I joined a Facebook group. So that social stuff we were talking about. I joined a Facebook group but it seems like all they do in that group is bitch about their exes. Uh, uh, I, I'm pissed at mine too, but I don't feel like that space is helping me move forward. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> it's like they, it's like a lot of these questions, they know the answer, but there's that another thing that, and I'll just turn the tables here. Another thing that Raya is amazing at is just 
being really honest about saying what you're not willing to say to yourself, but you're already saying, validating your feelings and holding space and saying like, yeah, that does suck. Yeah, that <laughs> hurts. And yeah. you are loved and you are safe with me. Like you just have the capacity, like you said, like never hurt a fly. There is an intention behind your being that is to help others heal and grow. That mm -hmm. is what I know to be true from having the blessing of having you in my human experience. That, you know, but what happened, Raya? What happened? Like, what do you do if you're in that Facebook group and it's just like everybody's just you crying leave the Facebook group. You leave the Facebook group. You leave the Facebook group. You say goodbye. You say goodbye. It's, yeah. it's very <laughs> thousands of communities out there but the other thing i'll say is sometimes we have to get a little bit tenacious like raya said don't give up on looking for people who will see you and hear you in your grief i mean it's one of the biggest reasons why i have my platform now and why i'm opening up this like new experience called joyride which is for women to come in in a private intimate group for 16 weeks and unpack all this stuff it's like if you're tired of just one of the oh, I love fun. I love this question because it's like I get a lot of women who think in coaching with me that they're just going to hate on their ex. And we allow everything in the healing experience. If you have anger, bring the anger. Whatever emotions you have, bring it. And I always help shift the perspective from I hate this person to I love myself. I want you yes. guys to love yourself more than you hate your ex yes Ooh. right yes like, in the moments where you're just like fuck that well, all the things like let the rage out move the emotions and then go now that i'm moving that how can i move into loving myself more than i loathe them yeah yes a hundred percent let's channel all that energy you're wasting on hate and turn it back around and spend it on you in a good way <laughs> Oh, that's so important, isn't it? Because we forget, because we, we want to place our emotions somewhere. We want to just like ball them up, toss them. Right. Go to somebody else, somebody else catch it. Like we think yeah. it has to be caught. Like <laughs> it doesn't have to be caught. Just you throw it out and replace it and replenish it with everything that you need. Yes, exactly. Dang. Right? Hater sounds like it's gonna be fire. All those freaking badass women in there turning hate into love. Shit. It's like everything that I wanted, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> I, I didn't have that. I was looking around, like, I was going to meetups. Like, finally, when I got to that phase that you were talking about where I realized that it's not doing me any good to have the pizza man be my best friend. Yeah. When I did that, I was like, shit, I gotta get out there. I went to like paint nights and, pot knife <laughs> not like smoke pot, pot knife <laughs> smoking weed, but like like putting like plants in pots and all these different oh, things plants in pots not not, not pot pots <laughs> yeah, yeah which whatever your flavor is like do what you gotta do but when i like go to all these different meetups i was just like there still was not like a bunch of people who understood where i was at where i was at and I just wanted to like have a community, not to shitstorm my ex, to truly go like, wow, we're all feeling this heartache and heartbreak. And we're all invested in creating the most expansive, connected version of ourselves moving forward. Like I wanted that and I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I decided this year, I was like, you know what? What did I want when I was going through that? And that's yeah. what it was. That's and so I was like, I'm going to create it. I mean, awesome. create what you would have wanted or needed back in the day. That's all we're doing here, right? That's amazing. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple more questions because I want to honor our time here. And you guys, don't forget that if you have questions, you can send them to joyfullydivorce at gmail.com. You can message Raya or myself. We can jump back on more lives. Um, but we'll be here every, I'll be here every week at this time. So Raya, looking back, at the most heartbroken version of you. What would you tell her now? Or, or even things that you maybe still say to yourself when she tries to hijack your highest self. It's kind of like a Ooh. one thing, but either or, right? So 
It's like, mm, what do you say to her or what would you say to that version of you? Okay. Keep going. Don't you dare give up. Don't even think about it. Because life's about to get really good, baby. That's what I would say to her. I'd be like, life's about to get really good. You know, I just met the love of my life. I found, I found the love of my life. After Look at these the tears. But that's like emotion, baby. Like that hit that <laughs> the most heartbroken, broken version of me. That's powerful. I, I found the freaking love of my life after the worst heartbreak I ever went through. I was like, when I was going through, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to die. Yes. And, then, and then on the other side was a fucking miracle. Yes. <laughs> Samesies. Samesies. <laughs> Just so love. that's what I would tell her. The love of my that's life. What I would tell her. There's waiting I'd to. Walk right... yeah. You know what? Actually, real quick, I want to share this. Please. I actually, I was in a coaching session with one of my coaches one time where he had me walk into, uh, we were doing an inner child meditation and he had me walk into a room where my teenage self was sitting mm. and, and I walked in as my current self. Right. And, and he was like, okay, when she sees you walk in, how does she respond to your presence? Your now presence. And my little self thought I was a fucking angel. Oh, yeah. She went like this. She was like, who are you? She was so scared of me. Wow. Because I've transformed into a version of myself that she didn't think was possible. Mm. She, never, she never thought I would, turn into, I would turn into a person who is strong and kind and serves the world and loves with all her heart. Yeah. She never thought that was possible. She thought I was an angel. And I'm like, and, and in the meditation, I was like, I'm not an angel. I'm human. I'm you. <laughs> and she was just so, she, she started smiling so big. She, I remember in my meditation, this little teenage version of myself was crying. She yeah. couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, she couldn't believe that there was hope. That's it. That's it. And there is, there's hope. There is so much hope. There is so much hope. One of the things sometimes, you know, life can, the world can feel really small when you're going through heartbreak too. It can feel like there's only like five people in your life and stuff and it can feel like really dark. It just feels small, you yeah. know, but if you keep going and you get the help you need, life blows up. Like it becomes like the whole world becomes available to you. If you can really just don't give up. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I've been saying a lot this week for some reason. So it must be something that I need to hear or someone needs to hear that we can be sitting in one place in the same spot. Imagine mm -hmm. an alley, an alleyway, right? A dark alleyway, semi-lit alleyway. So you can kind of see <laughs> and sitting right there in the middle of it. And if I turn my head right, I can see maybe it was inspired by you amazing graffiti that's colorful and vibrant and brings me joy and makes me feel so amazing. And I can be sitting in that same spot and I can look left and I can see a dumpster and some rats crawling around and some slimes drizzling down the wall, right? <laughs> same spot, two views and yes. one vibration of hopefulness full. Mm -hmm. Your cup is full. One has the vibration of hopelessness. Nobody wants less. Yeah. We live in a society where we all want more. Maybe less chaos, less overwhelm, less stress. So that's not. Yes. Yes. But most of the time we want more of what we desire. So if we want more of what we desire, like, can we just turn the, in the direction of being hopeful? Yes. Otherwise we get stuck in hopeless. Yes. But, but, and that's, and that's really, and that's really like, if you're in that place right now and you're watching this right now and you're feeling hopeless, like, please hear us say that there is hope. There yeah. is hope. There is hope. I'm going to say it a million times until you believe me. There is hope. There is okay? hope. There are other people in this world. There are good people in this world. There are good places in this world. There are inspiring places to go see. There are amazing foods to eat. There's, there's fun to be had here. You know, don't, 
don't let yourself sit in a hopeless place. Please believe me and let yourself look up and see a fucking light at the end of the tunnel because it's there. That's everything. That's everything. It is there. It is there. Be willing. Be willing to look for it. I have this yeah. practice called joy spotting. And the reason why I created joy spotting is because I wanted myself to turn in the direction of the pretty graffiti and not the yeah. stinky, slimy thing. And I made it up. But I was like, okay, there was, there became a point in my healing journey where I got so fucking sick and tired of waking up every day on the bathroom floor, crying my eyes out, bawling my eyes out and like peeling myself back up, putting on my sunglasses, driving to work, crying, sitting there, trying to wipe it all out, then trying to act all day. Cause I didn't think it was okay to actually show emotion, driving home, crying on the way home, ordering the pizza, getting the wine ready. I got so tired of that shit. And one day I was just like, that's it. I'm going to get fiercely committed to finding joy. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know why it was joy, honestly, but it was like, I was like, that is it. I'm a well, what do you mean? You don't know why joy is like your middle name. Like that's well, who you are. Wasn't then it was, I know, but that, but it just makes sense. Like it was your soul helping yeah. you find yourself. That's it. That's it. I mean, I, I, it's a perfect example of why I got to experience deep heartbreak, heartache, and pain, because there's no way I would be on here. There's no way I would have met you, likely, yeah. not in circumstances. And the whole heap of people that are probably watching this and listening later and all the things who have totally transformed my life. You guys think that Raya and I transform your lives, some of us, some of you that are our clients, but you transform our lives as well. Coaching is extremely- 100%. Like, it's crazy. I'm crazy. Love, I love my clients and my people, everyone in my so much. Oh, it's like, it's not just like some people that you jump on a call with like once a week. Like these are those, these are like my sisters, like, yeah. like babies, like, like yeah. all things, all of like deep family, like love there. It's amazing. Exactly. But Joyce yeah. is this process where I was like, all right, I don't see it and I don't feel it. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to go yeah. look for it. I'm going to, I'm going to find uh, it. I'm not going to yeah. expect everyone else to just bring it to me. It's no. very treasure at this point. When, when you feel like it's gone from your life, it becomes buried treasure. Right. And so I went out and I was like, I'm gonna find it. And I brought, brought my flashlight figuratively. And I was like, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. So all it is, is going out into your everyday world. I started with walks. And I would walk around and go, there's some joy. There's some joy. There's some joy. You know, it's like so important that we find what we need and give it to ourselves. Lots of doses. Yes. Of yes. High five. High five. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap it up here, you guys. But Raya, tell the good people of the social sphere where they can find you, what you're up to, how you want to serve them, all the things. Like, give them all you got. Sure. Sure. So I'm mostly on Instagram. So go see me on Instagram. It's Wild Air Coaching. Yep. Wild Air Coaching. And I mean, I, I help a lot of people in a, in a variety of ways. I'm a multi-talented, very adaptive person. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling any kind of connection with my energy, just message me and we'll talk it through. That's it. She will find the fit for you. She, you are. I, mean, I, I have my offers. I do like one day retreats in Florida with people. And I do a three month package where we completely like transform and redesign your life to be according to your soul. And uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we can do some magic. Yes. Let her work her magic with you. If you feel so called follow and, and send her a hi. She loves saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> made the weirdest face ever I, I, was have, like, I have two closing questions if you're down they're they're for you yeah. yes okay so what is one thing that you love most about yourself oh my smile I love my smile I love your smile too <laughs> it's I love it when you the thing with your lips on your teeth yeah You guys, you have to laugh at yourself, right? Like there's so many, yeah. there's 
yourself. Like, explore yourself. All right. And the last question is, what does joy feel like in your body, in Raya's body? Oh, it feels like uh, freedom. It feels like light. It feels like, um, um, I feel like I weigh like a feather and I can just float around and just be myself. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it so much. I love you so much. Thank I you love you joining us on heartbreak happy hour and we hope that you guys get braver and braver and start dropping comments in and questions but if it feels a little icky and sticky remember just like send the dms send the questions to the email yeah. we'll links below yeah, so don't, don't be shy don't be shy just say don't, hello just don't be shy just say hi it's raya's motto don't be shy just say hi don't be shy just say hi all right <laughs> All right. Love you so much. You guys go out into the world, shine your light bright and love yourself healthy. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Raya. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!